0: Welcome to the Graceful Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Debick, the founder of Life Coaching with Lauren, a female empowerment coach, an entrepreneur, empath, and a lover of the ego-friendly lifestyle. My mission is to help women take control of their lives by teaching them how to increase their confidence in an authentic and genuine way so they can achieve both personal and professional goals. Each week on the Graceful Confidence Podcast, I will share ways to increase your confidence, tips on how to integrate grace into your life, as well as stories and advice from other experts on how, as women, we can better empower ourselves and those around us. I will show you exactly how to use the power of confidence and grace to create an empowering and invigorating life that you are excited about waking up to every single day. Now, let's dive in. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Graceful Confidence Podcast, Before we dive in, I would like to give a special shout out to my patrons, Weslows, Britton, Barbie, Lisa, and Glenda. Thank you so much for your support of this creative project. If you're interested in becoming a patron of the Graceful Confidence podcast, please reach out to me. I would love to send you some more information. Patrons get access to bonus episodes, exclusive coaching sessions, and more. The Graceful Confidence podcast is all about ways to integrate grace and confidence into our lives so we can be the best version of ourselves and help achieve our personal and professional goals. One of my favorite parts about this podcast is getting to interview other people and tell their stories about ways that they use grace and confidence to create the life that they are excited about waking up to every single day. Today's guest is no exception. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Bridget Lynch, who is a Christian coach. Bridget has an enormous passion for assisting others in reaching their goals through hope and encouragement and doing so in the name of faith. Experienced in providing excellent care and compassion to all clients, Bridget upholds the highest level of integrity in every area of life. Not only is Bridget a Christian coach, but she is also a wife, mother, nurse, and ministry leader. Bridget also is the host of a podcast called Today's Talk for Your Walk. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Thank you so much for joining us today for this episode of the Graceful Confidence podcast. I am thrilled to have Bridget Lynch on as a guest. Bridget, thank you so much for being here. It
1: is really an honor, Lauren. I'm just so glad that our paths connected and the way that we found one another. Um, It's just so cool how things happen uh, a lot of times like that. Well, first and foremost, my faith is very important to me, so um, I definitely cling to that in difficult times. I am a mother of two boys, hashtag boy mom, and I am a fire wife, and so that keeps my life very interesting, as well as incorporating a fur baby in July, who is now eight months old. She's a golden doodle. She's the best dog on the planet. Um, I would argue with you if you said your dog is the best. So along with all of those hats that I wear, I'm also a registered nurse. I love being a nurse. It's one of my most important roles other than being a wife and a mom. And so um, God has just really done things in my life that I could never tell you how they were orchestrated. Um, But I just love that pieces come together and I do a podcast and I mentor people. I just got certified as a life coach. Um, There are many things in my life that God has done and I'm just thrilled to be here and what an honor I just saw that your podcast was highlighted um, in a local paper here and so local magazine here and so that's super exciting that um, I get to be here with you.
0: Thank you so much and congratulations on your certification I know that can be a a process so congratulations on that that's a huge step for your professional career so you wear a lot of different hats which i'm very familiar with i'm I'm similar in that regard but today's topic is really about being confident in your faith how did your relationship with god begin
1: oh gosh from the time i was a little girl my relationship with god began my uh, grandpa is actually a pastor and so that kind of helps Um, So I was basically, I say that I was raised in church from the womb because that's really what happened. Um, My mother has a very strong faith as well. And so just being raised in the church now, that doesn't mean that I'm not exempt from straying away and doing things that I'm not supposed to. Um, So I have had those moments in my life where I have had to return back to my faith and say, okay, this is what grounds me. Why did I get so loose and stray and feel like I'm floundering around everywhere? And so I just really have to go back to that sometimes, because we do, we get so far off track sometimes, and then we go, wait a minute, when did this happen? And so I just, everything that I do, every major decision that I make, even small decisions that I make, things that are going on with my children, with my husband, uh, people will call on me, they'll text me in the middle of the night, they'll call on me you know, to pray for them. And I feel honored that I have the opportunity to do that for people because my faith is so strong.
0: Not everyone's faith is, is so strong. How, how have you built up this faith over time? And if someone is looking to strengthen their faith, what advice would you give them?
1: It, it is hard sometimes. I mean, I'm not gonna put that to the side because it's so difficult sometimes to say, okay, this is what I believe in but there are so many times when you have to look at it and go, all right, is it, is it this way or that way? And do I have peace about it? Peace is a big compass, um, in my walk with faith. If I'm praying about something and I'm believing for something and I don't have peace about it, well, then it's probably not that option. It's probably another one that God has for me. And sometimes the waiting process is really what is the most difficult. And so if you are, you know, looking for that faith or you're wanting to build your faith or maybe you're coming back to the faith, um, I would just encourage you to journal. Journaling is a huge part of what I do, um, especially in my morning times. There are times when I'll tell my husband, hey, listen, I need five or 10 minutes. I'll just come to my spot that I create. I created my own personal spot. And I say, you know what? I need five, 10 minutes. And guys, sometimes that looks like it's being in the closet with all the doors shut and I'm on my knees. Okay. So it just looks different sometimes, but I make sure I journal just some thoughts. It just, there are just, sometimes there's so many thoughts swirling around and you need to put pen to paper and just get them down so that you know, which direction, okay, what step am I going to take first? What's the biggest thing I'm dealing with right now? Maybe I can take care of a couple of little things and then work on the big thing that I'm
0: facing right now. Absolutely. I think journaling is so beneficial in so many different ways. So if yeah. someone is looking just to connect with themselves, with God, mm-hmm. with their faith, mm-hmm. I would also recommend journaling. It it can highlight so many different things you didn't know were inside you. How has your faith changed who you are or the way that you approach different things in life?
1: Wow, that's a big question. Um <laughs> Faith has really helped me. So I actually look back a lot of times and look at the faithfulness of God. And it says it all in the word all in the scripture of his faithfulness and until you actually see it in your life you're like yeah that looks great on paper right because we can read the word all day long and say oh that looks great for that person, or you can see someone in real life and see what they've been through and they say oh it's the faithfulness of God it's what God has shown me what God has done in life but until you actually experience it yourself. And then you can look back on that. And again, let's just highlight journaling. When you journal through those experiences and you can look back and read what God has done, man, there are times that I pull out old journals from years ago and I will read what I was going through. And I kind of laugh sometimes because I go, really, that was that important. (laughs) But really, I'm just looking at the faithfulness and what I've been through and what I've been able to overcome. There is so much strength in seeing what you've overcome and where you're at now. And then when big things come after you've been through something, you can look at that and go, Wow, I can tackle this because I've been through this. And I, I will highlight a little uh, bit of my life. I went through a really bad first marriage, it was very traumatic and to the point of almost not being here today. Let's just put it that way. And I had to really look at, Okay, God. This is what I said. I said in the moments when I was going through a very traumatic experience, if you get me out of this, I will commit my life and surrender my life to you. And that's what I've done because I know it was only God that could have brought me out of that.
0: Were there ever times possibly throughout those traumatic experiences or other times where you questioned your faith?
1: Yes, we all question our faith. And I certainly do, even as strong as my faith is, I question why we go through certain experiences and we won't have those answers aside of heaven. And that's okay. We can still question, we can still wrestle with these things. There are stories about people in the Bible that wrestled with God, literally. Um, And so whenever we do those things, we actually build our faith when we wrestle with things that we have questions about. Because when we take those things to God, he will eventually reveal things to us that we wouldn't have otherwise known. That's how the Holy Spirit works. He comes in our life and he says, hey, I know you're, you've been asking God about this. I'm going to show you what this is all about. It's time for you to see it. And that's a really incredible piece of having the faith um, that we can walk through this journey with God and walk life out and know those things that we're going through are going to be eventually answered.
0: If someone currently doesn't have a relationship with God or isn't very strong in their faith, what are some things other than journaling that they could do to take that first step? Like someone who maybe didn't grow up in the church, they really have no knowledge of this, but they keep, they keep hearing these different words. They hear faith, you know, God, trust. What, what sure. should they do?
1: So I would initially encourage you to like, I would never encourage someone to just open up the Bible. That's going to be so hard. You know, when you're, when you're new in your faith or you you haven't formed a relationship with God yet, I would encourage you to surround yourself with some people that do have faith. Listen to the way they talk, watch the way they have mannerisms, how they handle situations, watch those things. And and let me just make a side note to make sure that they're firm and, and sound in their faith and they're not wishy-washy. You don't want to surround yourself with someone that, you know, says one thing and does another. That's not the type of person you want to be around. We all make mistakes. I'm not saying I'm perfect. God knows I'm not. But I'm just saying that you want someone in your life, several people in your life that have a good foundation, that love, that love and are kind and gracious those kinds of characteristics are things that you can find in someone that has faith, even without knowing that they have faith initially. I have a really good friend. She is now walking with the Lord. After knowing me for several years, she said, you know, it was because of the way that you loved me that I wanted to know more about Christ. And guys, that, that's it. We want to love people in a way, especially if you are a believer, you're going to you, your first and foremost thing should be to love people. Jesus said to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, but to also love one another. And if we're not loving one another, then we can't show the love of Christ.
0: What has been the most challenging part of your your journey with God? And what has also been the most enjoyable or rewarding part of it?
1: Mm. The most challenging part of having my faith and walk with God is when you are going through those difficult times and you ask and you cry out, God, why is this happening? I just don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. And that's the challenging part because trust comes by not seeing our faith is by not seeing what's going to come out of it. And it is so hard to trust when you can't see what's coming ahead of you. And so That would be the most challenging thing. Trusting is so hard. But when we do walk in obedience and we do trust that he has it all in control, the word says that he holds us in his hands. And that just is mind blowing, right? Like we can't fathom that someone is holding and it's not a one, it's a some, it's not a person like a being like you and I, that is challenging to trust without knowing what's to come. And that's really, really hard. And let me just notate that I'm an Enneagram seven. I've got a fear of missing out, right? Like I'm going to do everything. I want to know everything. And so for me to trust without knowing is like one of the biggest challenges for me as a believer. But one of the most rewarding things. Wow. There's so many things that are rewarding and being in the family of God, having people that mentor you and then being a mentor to someone else. So I mentor people twice my age and I mentor people under me. And I love that. I love that we have that relationship and that understanding that we can learn from all ages. It doesn't matter. My five-year-old, I can learn from. He says things out of his mouth that I'm like, wow, if I had faith like that, I probably wouldn't be feeling that way right now. (laughs) There's so much joy in knowing that I don't have to be in control. It's not up to me. The, or- the, the universe and the whereabouts of the earth and the people in it have been orchestrated long before I even took my first breath. And I don't have to worry about things when I know that someone way bigger than me is in control.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the mentoring for a moment. So you mentioned that you mentor people of all ages. When you yeah. are having these conversations, do you notice any common questions, themes, threads that maybe listeners could benefit from? Sure. So
1: when I'm mentoring someone or even let's say coaching too, because I am a Christian coach there, there so many times there's so many big pieces, the big, everything, everything's just flowing in and they're telling me all these things. And I really try to boil it down to what's the next step that we can take right now. What can you trust God with right now? And a lot of times it's so small and they're like, wow, yeah, I can do that. And it's like, yeah, you can do that. And so that encouragement piece is super important. Just encouraging people, um, meeting them where they're at, loving them where they're at. That's really important because a lot of times I have, it's usually young women or older women that are coming to me. I I deal a lot with mentoring women, which is great. I love that. Um, I have a special heart for women, especially single moms. And then when they come to me with all of these things and they're so challenging and they're so distraught and they're so shame, full of shame and guilt and They feel like people are looking at them with a microscope and, and I say, listen, I remind them who's they are and who they are in Christ, because none of that other stuff matters. People are great. They can say great things, but people can be really mean too. their journey and their walk is about what God says about them and not what other people are saying about them. And that's, what's really important.
0: How is Christian coaching different than some other forms of coaching?
1: So Christian coaching really looks at your faith and your faith walk, really having a faith-based focus for goals. There are spiritual coaches, and that looks at all forms of spirituality. For me as a Christian coach, I am most familiar in that realm because that's what I've walked my entire life as being a Christian. And so being able to help people focus, put their attention back on God bring their goals or their hurts or their pains or whatever it is to God and laying it before him and mapping that out. That's what's, that is what I'm geared towards as far as my experience and what I've walked through. I know that I can point people towards God and Christian coaching, and they're going to be receptive of that because they're coming to me as a Christian to a Christian going, okay, what do I do with this? I've really messed up, or I don't know how to get to this goal. And that can look like a lot of forms because your Christianity involves your marriage, involves your children, involves your relationships with other people, involves your career. You might not have peace about a career that you're trying to decide on. And so that all formulates into being a Christian coach.
0: What an amazing service that you offer. And for, for those who may not be particularly familiar with coaching in general, coaching is different than counseling, than therapy, than mentoring even. So there are these different facets of ways that people can help you work through different things. Coaching is specific to where you want to go or the goals that you want to achieve. So the fact that you can wrap in the faith and bring in God as part of that journey is just amazing. So congratulations again. I can't wait to see where where that goes for you. In your conversations and just your journey, what you've been through, what you are learning, what you are teaching, what is something you wish more people knew about God or about faith?
1: I'm going to go back to the love part. I want people to see how God sees them. You are beloved. You are cherished. You are chosen. You are called. You're appointed. You're anointed. You're a child of God. It doesn't matter where you came from, what you've been through, what you've done, the decisions you've made. He claims you as his own and he wants you to claim him. And so loving, a loving, gracious God is who we serve, who I serve. And I just would love for more people to see that.
0: Why do you think it's difficult sometimes for people to, to let that in?
1: People get hurt, hurt people, hurt people. And when you are a Product of being hurt most of your life. It's hard to see that love. I work with the homeless community here locally, and it's hard to see that they've been so hurt that they can't see the love of Christ, um, that they can't see how we as humans love them because they have been so hurt by systems, quote unquote, by people in general, by their family. It's really hard um, for them to welcome that in. It's hard for people to see that. It's difficult to see that love because they haven't been loved. And that's why it's such a mission of mine for people to see and feel and know the love of Christ.
0: How do you work with individuals like that to break down some of those barriers or walls?
1: I try to break down those barriers and walls by meeting them where they're at. I said that a moments ago that I meet people where they're at. And that is so vital. I mentioned a friend that is now walking with Christ. She was practicing things with Buddhism and she had grown up in the Catholic church and was raised, you know, in Catholic school. And that she was hurt by that um process and and you know, that lifetime, and then was in a bad marriage. And, you know, there are things that so many variables that come into play that cause there to be such a stigma towards religion. And I don't, I don't even like the word religion. Religion is a man-made word. And so our relationship with Christ is that just that it's a relationship. It's love. It's reciprocating that love. He gives us so much love. And when we find that loving Christ in return brings us so much fruit in our lives, it can, it can then lead us to want to overflow that love onto other people. And again, when we meet them where they're at and just love them and you know, some people find out I'm a Christian and they'll curse in front of me or they'll say certain things. And I'm like, listen, I'm not offended. I've been where you're at. It's totally fine. And that's another good point too, is that you tell them that you're a real person just because I know and trust God and I'm walking in faith doesn't mean that I'm not a person and I don't, you know, slip, a, slip a word every now and then. And I don't yell at my children every now and then, you know, it doesn't mean that it just means that I have chosen to trust and, and surrender my life in a way that causes me to be able to love people in return the way that God wants me to.
0: That's awesome. And it's so, so refreshing to hear because I think you're right. Sometimes people get stuck in the box of religion and because of past experiences, you know, growing up, what, what have you, they might have a stigma associated with it when really in the end, it's all about the love. So that's awesome to hear. Transitioning a little bit to some of those other hats that you wear, you do have your own podcast, today's Mm -hmm. talk for your walk. Can you talk a little bit about how that started and what, Types of messages you share with that.
1: Sure. So, um, because I am so strong in my faith, I do share a lot of stories about what God is doing in my life so that you can see what God is doing in yours. And my hope is that it it brings you hope and encouragement whenever you listen to my podcast. And that it does help you to see God more clearly because sometimes we just don't even see how he's working and moving pieces around to then work all things out for our good, as his word says. And so it just, it came about, I started in August of 2019, I believe 2020. Oh gosh. I can't remember now guys, but I've been doing it for so long. I'm on 61. I've just released 61 episodes. And so it's really exciting just to share and, it really blesses me in return because when I put my focus on what God's doing in my life and I really pay attention to that, it really gets me fired up and passionate about what he's doing in my life. And then I'm able to share that with other people. And the reason the word four got changed to a number four is because I've got four people in my family. And so I changed it and it was a little bit easier, shorter name. (laughs) Um, and now that I'm a life coach and a Christian coach, um, I'm going to be sharing more about how I'm working with clients and doing those kinds of things as well.
0: Would you be able to share some recent experiences about how God and faith is working in your life at this time?
1: Oh, sure. So our family was in a church for 11 years, and it really built a really great foundation for us, taught us a lot of things about the inner workings of the church. I even worked for the church for several years um, part-time and then full-time and then went back into nursing most recently. Um, but being in the church and learning the things that we did, um, about a couple months ago, um, there were just some things that happened and seasons changed and God called me out of where I was back into nursing to focus more on my family. But then he also called us out of the church and we were like, what do you mean? Like we've been here for 11 years. Why would we do that? And since then we visited one church and we love the pastor and what they're doing there, but we knew that that was not the place for us. And guys, when I say that we knew it's just, it's that peace compass. We just knew that it was not the call for us. And so then we ended up going to a Maverick City concert. And let me just do a a shameless plug there. They're fantastic. If you don't know them, listen to them. And so we went to that concert and my husband was like, I want to worship like this every Sunday. And not that the worship wasn't great at the church that we were previously at, but it just wasn't what we were looking for. Sometimes when you're in your walk with Christ and you get to a point in your relationship and you're like, I just want more and I want more and I want more, you get hungry, more hungry for what God has for you. So then that leads us to the church that we're currently at. And I'm telling you, it has rocked our world. We and literally rocked like in the worship, but then rocked our world. Totally okay. Because we are forming relationships that we would not have ever formed because we didn't even know it's on the other side, 35 minutes from our house, just not even a place we would go, right? Most churches are right around the corner from your house, right? But we go 35 minutes on Sundays because, and we even go Wednesday night because we just want more of what they're offering. It's just a supernatural experience. It's things that you really can't put in a word sometimes, but just seeing how God uh, was just so trustworthy. And because I we stepped out as a family, but then me too, personally, my husband personally, because we each have our own walks, right? But then we come together as a married couple. And we pray about things and we talk about things. And so drawing us out and into the place where we're at, we're able to say, hey, did you guys think about doing this in this situation? And they are just so amazed at the things that we know that we're bringing to them that we learned from the church that we were in for 11 years. And so just recently the the main speaker is an is apostle t and she is a woman and she is an incredible speaker and you knowing that i love women and how much i mentor them i love that she's the primary speaker and then her son you know kind of balances out but what i love about her is that she has reached out to me a number of times and said hey can you get on this call hey can you be in this meeting hey i want you to help me build my church you guys That is something that I have prayed and I have known in the depths of my heart that God has wanted me to speak to people, to women, to people in a way to show what God does for us when we trust him and are obedient and walk out in faith. That's that not seeing, but trusting anyway. That's so hard. But because we did that, he is opening doors like I cannot even begin to tell you. And it's been phenomenal.
0: It's so fun to watch the purpose align with what's happening in your life. I've been there myself and it is just an amazing yes. experience. So congratulations on that. Two things I have, I want to go back to what you said about the nursing and profession, because I think it's important to bring into the conversation that these things are not operating in silos. So when you are a Christian, when you're walking in faith, I would imagine this, overflows into other areas of your life, such as your job, parenting, the home life. So can you talk about what that kind of looks like?
1: For me, being a child of God is the most important role in my life. There's a portion in scripture that says that you talk about God when you wake up, when you lie down, when you walk about your day, when you're teaching your children, there's a part of scripture that says that. And I love that. I love that I can incorporate what God says into anything that we're going through. And especially with my children, I want to make sure that they have a relationship with Christ, not my relationship, their relationship, because that's, what's important. They can look at my faith and go, wow, I want that, but they can't have my faith, right? They have to have their own. And so, and then going to nursing, like you've said, whenever I'm a nurse, that love that I have, it just overflows onto people. And I don't even have to mention God or Christianity or faith or a believer. I don't have to mention any of that. And a lot of times I will get asked, are you a believer? And I'll say, yes. And they'll go, yeah, I could sense that. Or I could, I know that. And it just, and it goes back to loving people, just loving people with the love of Christ and knowing that they are going through when you're a nurse and you're encountering people in different circumstances. I was a hospice nurse for eight years. So whenever you're going into a home and they have no idea about the dying, death and dying process. No one really does, to be honest, unless you're walking in that. But when you can bring that light and that love and just the comfort of Christ into the home and lay things out for them and talk them through and be gentle and kind and loving. And they just, you can see the release literally in their body. The stress just kind of walks away And then what I'm doing right now, I work in a surgery center. And so as a nurse, you see people come in, they're nervous. It's their first time, you know, whatever. It's an outpatient, it's really quick, but they come in nervous. And so I just try to calm them and talk quietly. I explain everything that is going on, especially it's their first time there. And I had a patient say to me the other day, thank you so much for explaining everything. Like that makes me so much more comfortable. Well, yeah, because I would wanna know everything that's going on if it's my first time, especially. And that's probably why my children talk so much in school and they get trouble for talking because I tell them everything. And so (laughs) there's that too. There's that nurse coming into the mother role, right?
0: It sounds like you really are walking the walk and talking the talk. And what I'm hearing you say is it's not just about being that person who has a relationship with God when you show up on Sundays or at service. It's all the time, right. all the time in everything that you do. And that can yes. be hard, that can be yes. very hard. What is also hard is that trusting process. So that finding that peace, you explain it so eloquently, but I also have a difficult time waiting for things. So this is sometimes where I struggle as well in my own spiritual journey is that trusting piece. Has it gotten easier for you to trust over the years?
1: Trust is hard. I mean, you know, I've been through some things in my life that would if someone knew the things that I've been through in my life, they would go, "How in the world do you trust, <laughs> you know, anybody?" But when I show up and I say, you know, and I don't get offended, when I don't get offended by things that are not harming me, that aren't harming my children, that aren't harming my husband, this is this is the key. Whenever I'm going through something, I say, okay, God, what do you want to show me? What do you want to teach me in this circumstance? Because it could be good. It could be bad. What are you showing me? I went through something earlier in the year and I thought it was where God wanted me. Sort of. It's a long story. We're not going to go into all the details. But then I realized quickly that the overwhelming feeling that I was having, the stressful feeling I was having, the impatience I was having, you start to see things kind of building up in your life. And you're like, wait a minute, this doesn't make, this isn't making any sense. I should not have overwhelming stress, yelling more, just wanting to be away from people. I didn't even, I'm like, I can't people today. Like that was one of the things that I was feeling. And I knew that if I walked in that trust and go, okay, God, this is not what you have for me. I trust you to show me what's next, because this is not what you have for me. And I prayed and I trusted that he would reveal it because there are moments where he will reveal something immediately so that you can get out of what you're in, or he will wait because that's what's the best decision for you. However, when you're going through something that's very tumultuous and it's not peaceful and it's not what God has for you, he will certainly step in and say, okay, this is why you trust me because I'm going to show you a way out. And so clinging to that, and really, again, going back to what he's done in my past, when I trust him for what he's done and what he's walked me through, and I know that because he's walked me through that, then I can trust him to walk me through whatever's going to come.
0: Bridget, what do you enjoy most about what you do?
1: I enjoy so many things, guys. <laughs> um, so as far as let's say being a wife, I love being a supportive wife and loving my husband and supporting him and praying for him. And, um, it's hard. Marriage is hard guys. There's no way around it. Okay. Um, it's difficult to take two broken people and put them together and try to make something pretty out of it. It's really hard. Okay. But when you have faith or you have ways that you can talk communication, you you've heard it, I'm sure a number of times, But if you can lock in communication and you could talk to one another, you can be vulnerable with one another and bring things to one another, bring it to the table and say, Listen, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but we got to talk about this because there are tough conversations that have to happen. And then being a mom, just being able to, and I, oh my goodness, being a mom, you can learn from your children so much because I'm not just teaching them, they're teaching me too. Because I, I know why it says that we should have childlike faith. My five year old is so. He is just so in tune with his spirit; it's ridiculous, and it's so ridiculous sometimes how um, assured he is of himself. So we have to tell him, "You gotta be a little humble, there, buddy." <laughs> um, and then the thirteen-year-old—he's walking in, you know, what what God has ordained him for, and so that is just beautiful to watch. As a mother, to sit back and watch what God is doing in your children's lives, even as young as they are, it's really cool to see that and to walk in that role. Being a mentor is one of my favorite things. And, and just walking through. And that's why I really wanted to get certified as a coach. I just wanted to do that for more people, the people that are close to me that I love and care for. I, I just, I love being able to walk through things out, things out with them and ask them the tough questions because they know they're going to come to me and I'm going to ask them the tough questions. I'm going to ask, what'd you do about this? And what do you think you're supposed to be doing about this? Do you think that's the right way to do that? I mean, I'm going to ask the hard questions <laughs> and then the, and again, my most important role being a child of god it's hard sometimes it's hard walking out my faith sometimes but it is so rewarding and such a blessing to walk that out being a nurse is one of the best things i've ever done i've been a nurse for 11 years now and it's just one of the best things i've ever done um just being able to love on people and walk through hard things with them and pray with them and when you ask people can i pray with you and they're like oh my gosh yes you do that yes i do and i would love to do that with you And so just the mini hats and I wear other hats, you guys, there's too many to even start to um, lay all those out, but just being able to be a light for people. Um, I have my days too. There are times when I have to tell my husband, Hey, I need a day to myself. I'm just going to go walk around here with a coffee or go sit somewhere or go, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. As long as I have a little bit of time to myself, I can regroup because when I don't have anything in me, I can't give out to other people. So being able to fill myself up, read the word, journal, pray, if you have a a person that's a confidant for you that you can call on and say, hey, I'm going through this, I need to talk some things through with you. Um, And it hurts sometimes because these tough conversations are so hard to have, but have those people that you can really depend on and rely on and talk to. um, Because even as great as I can be, I am not anything without having me filled up with what I need to offer to other people.
0: Bridget, if someone wanted to connect with you or find out more about who you are and what you do and potentially work with you, where yeah. would they look?
1: So I am on Instagram. You can find me on LinkedIn. I have a profile there. Um, I am working on getting a website formulated for my new coaching business. And so all those things will be coming in the new year, but you can certainly reach out to me on Instagram at BA Lynch. I am there. You can find me, message me. I'm always on Instagram. And then today's talk for your walk.
0: Awesome. Is there anything else you would like to share?
1: I just want to thank you, Lauren, for this opportunity. Thank you for doing this. I was really excited to be interviewed and to talk about my faith. It's one of the most important things in my life. And if you do have questions and want to reach out to me about your faith, please do, because I would... I'm not going to have all the answers, but I'm going to love you through it. And I'm going to tell you what I know. And that's one of the most important things.
0: Well, thank you so much for being here, for telling your story, for talking about what you do. I think the world needs more people who are lights and bringers of love. So thank you for all of the important work that you're doing in all of the different ways from parenting to the nursing and healthcare to what you're doing in our community. So thank you so much. Thank you, Lauren. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Graceful Confidence podcast. If you know anyone who is looking to make positive changes in their life, please feel free to share and encourage them to listen to the Graceful Confidence podcast. Thank you, as always, for your support, and we'll talk soon.